Welcome to every album ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined as always by my peppy and not at all sad co-host Alexander Voltz. Say hello. That's that's not true. Very sad. Uh hello. <laughs> this, this is every album ever the podcast. We listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a whole new discography per episode. And today we'll be discussing every album by Bleach, aka Bleach Show Three. Hell yes! This is requested on Patreon by Adrian, probably several years ago. So thank you for being patient and sticking with us. This is going to be very fun. If you're watching the video, you can already see we have a guest that you probably haven't seen in a while. My brother Robert. Hello. Hey, it's me. Yeah, <laughs> and he's back. What was the last time you were Martin Dupont? I'm assuming. Yes, that was a a long time ago. So last year, I I don't no, know. Maybe in the winter. Yeah, it was last year. Time souls. It had to have been last year. Time souls screwy. Were you still living here? <laughs> I think I was. Yeah. It was a long time ago yeah. then. Yeah. It was a, a year next month. Okay. That, there it is. Look at that. Holy shit. Uh, yeah. Bleach, Bleach, Bleach 03. Or they're, they're known as Bleach 03, but they're also listed everywhere officially as Bleach, which makes things very, very annoying and complicated. Like searching these albums is already a pain in the ass on streaming sites. It's messy, very messy. Uh, but yeah, this requested forever going uh, on Patreon by Adrian. Thank you for for being cool and requesting uh, a band that I never ever would have listened to. I know I'm by the way Robert's here because he has listened to them and he knows them and he's already he already likes them and he speaks a little bit of Japanese. So he's going to help us out with some of these fucking <laughs> album titles because we can't read anything. Every, the Discogs is useless. It's all Japanese characters. It's oh, okay. Yeah, if you can't read Japanese, yeah, it's gonna be yes. But, but it's <laughs> we're like, Americans. Well, compared to like a lot of Japanese artists, I'm so used to it being like really long. But theirs is like pretty short. So it's yeah. Like, uh, and also, uh, the misleadingly short discography. Mm-hmm. Like there is. Nine records in total that we're going to be talking about. There's a goddamn gnat on my screen. Real, uh, but they're three minutes each. They're very short. Uh, this was one of the easy. Uh, man, this was delightfully simple to to do this episode. I actually finished last week for once because uh, I thought we were doubling up on recordings, and Mike was like, "We are not," and I was like, "Well, it's nice to have a week for myself." Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you did you come out a fan, Alex? Yeah, yeah, I think so. All right, Robert, how do you feel? Having, did you, I'm assuming you didn't hear everything before this. No, no. Um, I had only heard up to the self-titled album, mm-hmm. and I actually remember when the album after that came out. Ooh. And, um, at that point, I kind of had a little bit of fatigue from their sound, but um, overall, they kind of got lost in the mix because I was just discovering so much music from Japan mm-hmm. at that time. So coming back to it, um, I they kind of won me over a bit more. I love this band. Oh wow! <laughs> Delightful, nice. delightfully insane, fucking bad shit. Uh, and it it puzzles me that they're they're really like kind of brushed under the rug, especially when you compare it to like Melt Banana or something. Yeah. What's what's wrong with them? What's wrong with the, these gals? I don't know, but somebody out there requested them before all the other Japanese bands. I I think it's because no one's talking about them. And now we're going to be the fucking only ones. I don't know any of these ladies' names, but... I'll pull them up in uh, a gif. Bass player. Oh, Mia, or also known as Suki B. Uh, Shukusuki. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what her actual name is, but Mia. She is one of the most criminal... 
criminally underrated bass players in punk music. Wild. One of the best I've ever heard. I mean, I, this wasn't prepared for that. Not at all. Fucking slap city, dude. <laughs> I can't believe I've never heard slap bass in punk ever. I mean, calling this punk is actually not even fair because this is fucking wild. This is way, way beyond. Yeah. But I mean, like top notch level funk master bass. I mean, it's insane. Uh, could feels like she could hang with a uh, a. Uh, uh, Mr. Claypool, if oh, she wanted 100%. to. Interesting you said that. I remember an old interview from back when I first heard them where uh, she cited Primus as an influence. And I can hear it, and this is why Robert's here. There is, there is even there's one moment specifically where I'm like, that's all Primus. That's some real Primus shit. But everyone else is... Everyone in this band is fucking amazing. And it's like... Uh, where there's a lot of moments in songs where I'm like, oh, that's not like the most amazing riff ever. But you put all three of them all three of them together and it's just incredible it's just so creative and fucking wild i i think there is that that punk rock energy where even if the songs aren't the greatest like you said the this like the whole package yeah. is appealing they'll do something that makes it stand out like the drums will be playing some strange beat that wouldn't go maybe like the, the guitar and bass are doing something straightforward punky but the drums are doing this weird wacky proggy thing and then the vocals cannot peg these vocals you cannot peg these vocals right they, they go from like metal screaming punk screaming the cutesy like baby metal yep. The really whiny siren sounding things, mm -hmm. full on pretty, just straight singing. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. They all sing too. They all, yeah, I, yeah oh, they all sing. But I don't know. I couldn't even. For, I, I, I don't know who does what. No parts, fucking idea. Unless you watch the live clips. Yeah. Uh, so members, uh, Kana guitar and vocals, Mia bass and vocals, and Sayuri, 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 Sayuri on drums and vocals. Um, one lineup the whole way through, which is rare and kind of refreshing. How many other bands have like the one, the one and done? Uh, I don't even know. It's Fugazi. Really, it's really nice though to just not have to be like, oh, who played on what? And and yeah, they usually a revolving door lineup of bassists. Uh, you're replacing this bassist, baby. I think the Beatles had all original members. No, Pete Best. I think he was Pete booted out of. <laughs> I think if we're not saying Pete worst yeah. and saying Pete booted. <laughs> Well, before the first album, right? Yeah. Uh, but in terms of, and even Fugazi, like, Guy wasn't in the first incarnation uh, of it. Um, but, yeah, this is nice and pure. I mean, if you're talking about from the beginning, what, beginning. Yeah, beginning, beginning. What about ZZ Top? Yeah, it's a good question. Were there other, other tops? Or, or Rush. I think the trick is this being a three-piece. That's the trick. Yeah. Well, yeah. Nirvana with drummers. Uh, well, uh, not every. Yeah. The Melvins. <laughs> Melvins with bases. <laughs> All right. Well, whatever. Fuck, like, whatever. Melvins can have three. Okay, the police. The, uh, yeah. That, babe. Oh, yeah. yeah. There it is. There the, it is. The Melvins can have three to five members, depending on <laughs> yeah. what they're doing. Uh, so I guess might as well jump into some of the back. I mean, there's not a. So we. we uh, our boy Tom Osmond, a history guy, go follow him in all the places. Uh, he did what he could. This, not only is all this shit not in English, there's just also not even a lot on them, period, mm -hmm. even in Japanese, as far as I know. So we really don't know anything about this band. Um, and they kind of stopped doing shit after this. Like, um, we'll get to it later, but one member started another band, put out a couple albums, and that's pretty much it. It's like yeah. they just disappeared, which is interesting. 
Um, so apparently when they first formed, um, Sayuri was in college, Kana was in cosmetology school to be a hairdresser, and Mia was working. I like how they just left it at, at working, like driving a truck. What is she fucking shipping pallets? What is she doing? That's that's what I do when people ask me what my occupation is. I'm working. I'm just working. Just, just working. TCOB, dude. I'm just taking <laughs> care of business. Uh, so they, they formed in 98 in Okinawa, and soon they became uh, popular because of all their uh, skills with a Z and uh, wild live performances, which uh, in one of the EPs we're covering, there's some live tracks and they are as good live as on this, in the studio. I, m- I imagine the songs were recorded live. If I had to guess, mm-hmm. just cause it, these, ca- this kind of music doesn't really work well, sp- you know, cutting it up and Frankensteining it. Like it's, it's really the band that's, that's special, not the songs. Yeah. One and done. Yeah. That's basically it. Yeah, there's not much more. Anything to add, Robert? Not really. I mean, I could talk about my first exposure. There always seemed to be kind of um, a little bit of hype around them from back in the day, from what I remembered. Um, they're still, I think they always had fans in the U.S. Um, from what I could tell, they think they mostly, I don't know if they ever toured Europe at all. Oh, but yeah. I know they toured the U.S. They did. Yeah, what, is, what is this Japan japan night thing because yep. you you said it off the air like oh japan every, japan night i've oh, never man. heard i've heard the name I i've never that heard was so of. fun japan night started i think in the late 90s uh first time i actually went was 2008 and um it's kind of like um not really like a festival but it was like a mini kind of thing where a bunch of like a handful of groups from japan mm-hmm. would, uh do shows and uh, i started at south by southwest i think and then eventually they started doing like LA, New York, um, San Francisco, just you know, all the major cities. Mm-hmm. And so they, I think they played in the States probably the first time was probably Japan night. So uh, th- that's how I got to I see. I think it was South by Southwest. Uh, and that would make sense for Japan. Yeah. Um, and, and I think in 2001, when they first toured the U.S. Uh, in uh, South by Southwest. So and um, the sad thing is uh, it hasn't, Japan night seems like it hasn't happened for a while, especially mm. after COVID. Oh, uh, yeah. last time I went was probably 2011 or something. Um, it seemed like the following years, like LA wasn't on the schedule, mm. but those shows um, were always so fun. Uh, you don't even have to know what bands are playing. You don't I, have yeah. to know them. I saw um, there's this band called Scandal who, actually kind of blew up in Japan, got mm. really big. I saw them there before they were famous, like, mm. like small place, you know, I'm, uh, I'm sure some listeners like, fuck yeah, fucking scandal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they're listening to this. Yeah. That yeah. makes me think, I mean, I've told, I probably told this story a thousand times on this pod, but the fucking time we, we saw DMBQ at the smell. Oh yeah. I mean, that's a perfect example. I had no idea who they were, but was that the in the most insane show I've ever been to to yeah. this day? Yes, it's absolutely. Like rock and rock and roll incarnate. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm assuming a lot of drugs too. Those guys were wild. Yeah, I wonder if they're alive now. Uh, I don't know. They're probably like Iggy Pop or Keith Richards. You know, <laughs> the, the drugs keeping them alive. <laughs> yeah, still going. They have the Mr. Burns disease where yeah. it's all the diseases and they can't work. The Three Stooges. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's that's a good that you mentioned that because that um that era uh seemed like it kind of ended like maybe 2008. Um 2006 to 2008, that's when it seemed like a lot of these bands were touring here from Japan. And I just saw whichever ones I could mm. and 
that's how I discovered a lot of this music. Um, I'm glad I went because, you know, a lot of them just haven't been back since. It's a yeah. moment in time. Yeah. 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 You just rode that wave while it showed up. Um, yeah. So there's a, I, I guess, well, Bleach has nine records total. We're going to be talking about all nine, but really one of them is more of a single than, than anything. So we're just kind of going to talk about it. It's not going to be like a, a main entry. Um, I don't, they're all so short and they're all so, this is one of the messiest discographies we've covered. Like since septic death, this is the messiest and most confusing discography. Yeah, I would say the lack of uh, availability in English yep. also made it a little confusing, but uh, we, we did our best. We did our best uh, because like, there's, there's albums, there's many albums and there's EPs and singles and we just fucking listened to all of it. And whatever also uh, a neat little fun fact that they did um for every single record it was where they released it the same day number as the month so july 7th um november 11th mm. um you know december 12th uh which is which is it's cute it's neat. that is a, yeah. a neat little gimmick yeah uh but yeah first record came out 2000 or july 7th 2000 and last one july 7th 2009 so basically a record a year if you average it out. Um sometime well two. But yeah. 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 Uh so I guess might as well jump into it if you if you already. I'm ready. All right. So this is how we're gonna do it. Uh you will say the Japanese name and I will read the English <laughs> translation. Okay, sure. So this is the first record, came out July seventh, two thousand. Uh this is so Otoko. Oh, the, the second word always trips me up. Yeah. Um, Ichoku-san. A man's way. Boom. Was that your uh, YMO voice? Yeah. My, my, my elegant Japanese man, Japanese American man voice. Show. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot this, how long this song takes to start. I just assumed it was short. Definitely short. <laughs> Long for them. Yeah. There we go. So is this or is this not the quintessential Japanese band trying to play American sounding riffs? Riff. Or, or punk or I, rock hard, and roll. Yeah, I know it. It sounds like something, but I couldn't really articulate yeah. it. I've heard a lot of Gizm songs that sound like this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is black Oh, man. How many albums do we have? I don't know. Well, hey, this part right here. Yeah. I hadn't heard this for years, but it gave me an instant flashback to oh, yeah. when I first heard them. So this is about as that's I'm sorry, this song is about as straightforward as it gets with this band. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. get any like simpler and straightforward punk than that. Yeah. But even then I feel like they add a layer of noise to make it their own. Yeah. But yeah, like track track two. Not my oh, no, no, uh, no, oh man, I only wrote the first part. No, I think it's uh, Jijo or something like yeah. that. Not my yeah. no, 
Also, I just some of these I just did the track numbers. I'm, of course, I'm, I'm not we'll track. do our best. Yeah, mine is mixed up. Sometimes I got the names, sometimes I don't. But yeah, high pitched guitars, high pitched vocals gets pretty brutal for what it is. I love that song. My favorite song on, the, on this EP. It, and it's like because that opening track, I'm like that's fine, it's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna get it's, the band is probably like this kind of regular aggressive punk kind of thing and then that song comes on and i'm immediately i'm sold yeah yeah that's the, like probably the most deranged they sound like yeah because it is like the cutesy japanese girl vocals which i actually hate but it's done in a way that is pretty sadistic and like the the whole package makes it actually work really well yeah and well, the, the the third track you get you get some of that that wild bass playing too that's oh, the yeah. first taste yeah. we get of yeah. that fucking slap bass God oh, damn. Something I'm going to mention. Um, I think it's the first track. Um, there's this yell and then a break, a breakdown, like at the two minute. Yeah. 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 Mark. Two, two thirty two, two. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I thought I was going to like be referencing this throughout the whole episode, but yeah. that is so, uh, super junky monkey to me, which is Ooh. another, uh, Japanese band. Mm. I don't know. They sound like they are heavily influenced by them. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the drummer looks similar, like to That's the, funny. Like That's the two funny. bands. But um, a lot of the screams and the growls and mm-hmm. all that stuff, um, and the riffs are just totally super junky monkey. But uh, this is kind of like a noisier version, whereas uh, Super Junky Monkey had more of a technical metal edge to it, mm-hmm. way more funk, like funk metal, basically. Okay, because um, they. they- I keep wanting to say these guys, and usually it's fine, but this time it's like there's it's just girls, and I can't say these these girls. It feels so stupid. <laughs> these <I'm>, these fellas, <laughs> these, these fellows here. Uh, I don't know. I like, I like saying gals. Also, these gals. sounds a little bit more lighthearted because guys, like it's it's such a casual word. The I think the female version of that should be gal. I, I think like guys and gals. I like guys and uh, dude being being gender gender neutral i like it too yeah these fucking bought those right here yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> i was gonna say uh i lost my train of thought because i was wanting a whole thing about what to call them um no i should probably say this real quick um personal favorite really oh shit. holy shit there's just uh so so little for me to like that's what i thought sing. but it's just like just enough yeah it and, is and, and, uh, strong debut um it was originally best personal favorite oh, wow but um yeah, I mean, I guess I'll explain it. I, yeah. I just got a little uh, fatigued, but um, the versions, they redo some of the versions yeah. of these songs, but... Everything ex- except for Namai no... J- j- right, yeah. yeah. And I like these versions better. I think yeah. they're the definitive version. Interesting. I, I feel the opposite about the closer. Uh, Piglet 28 oh, in English. Right. Um, I actually like the other version better, the re-recorded version. This one, it, um, it feels like a different mix than every other song on here. It's like, it feels a little bit quieter and, and, and like less distorted and harsh, which is a bad thing for this particular <laughs> band. I feel like, uh, but it is, it is a cool song. I do think that is like the, the weakest track. A, I agree with Mike. I, I don't, well, I, I kind of like it as the same as the, the title track. Mm-hmm. It's like, I put those below the others. Uh, but this is like, a perfect debut because it really sets you up for literally everything they'll do for the entire, at least for the most part for they'll do uh, for their entire career. Because uh, actually one thing I'll note, cause you said you like these versions better. Um, the, uh, on Yoiko, Yoiko no Machi. Oh. Oh, right, right. Track three fucking, uh, 
which is interesting because it, it opens with the slap bass by itself and then the, the band comes in. Uh, in this version, that slap bass in the beginning is so fast yeah. and insane. Yeah. And then when the band comes in, it kind of slows down like to, to like, all right, let's find our homeostasis here. <laughs> On the re-recorded version, bass starts out slower, band comes in, speeds way the fuck up. <laughs> and I just, I think I just like that version better. Like, like I that. Dynamic. I didn't notice that. I, I actually, well, I liked that this version, uh, Basically, because yeah, the the bass is fast and it's yeah. like grittier. It just sounded crazier to me. Right? It is crazy as shit. It's super crazy. I'm also kind of disappointed they didn't return to uh, track two because it's one of their most interesting songs just across the board. I think. Well, we get a live version of it. Yeah, later, but yeah, but like that doesn't count. No. Anyway, it is no. kind of good though that this is like you know that's just the version of the song we have. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. The definitive version, according to Robert. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's the only version we got of that I song. <laughs> there's several EPs where they record every record everything except for one song. This is just the first. Maddening. Yeah. First step into madness. Uh, but yeah, a fucking strong debut. Very was it nine minutes long? It's very easy. Uh, the vocals. Um, how would I describe it? They sound when you listen to everything else they yeah. did. You go back to this one. There's they sound very um, just distinct from the rest of their releases. Like mm-hmm. less, um, oh. I don't know, less gruff or something. But there, there's a more raw or something. There was way more screaming and growling later on. And he, here, I really hate the way they sound on the on the title track. It was like the the, it's more. It's just like yelling, but it feels very, I don't know, like. A, f- a female grandpa Simpson yelling really high, <laughs> uh, but but every other song it, like that's where I, I I really don't know how to pick the vocals because they're different on fucking every song. If you if you hate the vocals on one song, it's okay because they, it's they're not going to be the same on another song, and that's pretty much every album. Yeah. Also, this is uh, this really makes me think of like '90s noise rock. Really? Yeah, like specifically like '90s. Like, I don't know, something that could be on, like, AMRAP or whatever. Mm, do you love me some AMRAP? Interesting. Mm. I, I still felt like, yeah, there's still, like, the punk, the punk stuff. Yeah, there's still a lot of punkness. Punkness, yeah, p- whatever. There's a lot of punk in this. Uh, but Robert's personal favorite, and we have plenty more to go. Yes. So, next is, is this a album or a... <laughs> I, I don't it's a, know. you know what, we're, it's... It's it, a recording. It, no, it's their first album. I okay. think it's their first actual. Yeah, it's their first actual album. Uh, this is this came out November eleventh, two thousand. Very shortly after, this is Kibakuzai. Triggering device. Oh yeah! Oh, that is a piercing, ear piercing bass. It is fucking rules. Love that. It's all right. Oh, it's so great. She does sound like a dude there, too. The song rules. Vocals are a lot harsher than they were. 
don't think we'll get to the, the melodic section. Yeah. How long is the song? Uh, oh. uh, there's two minutes left. One, it's a, a minute and 45 seconds. Something like that. Way too long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, a good fucking song. It uh, yeah. There, there's so much. It like uh, makes me think of like refused, but like on cocaine. Uh, this is batshit. This was very close to being best. Yeah. Right? Also, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever heard of them, but there was like this all girl new metal group called Kitty, and like. No. The, the the like cadence and phrasing of the singing made me think of Kitty too. Which Wait, you're talking from, from back in the day, right? Back in the day, yeah. There's I remember them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of so it did kind of make me think of new metal too. Yeah, there yeah. are moments where I did think new metal for well, sure. The riffs kind of make me think of Corn sometimes. Yeah. And the simplicity, like the yeah, but, but they don't down tune, so they don't no. really sound like. Um, like Cornell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was two it was the year two thousand. I don't think I don't think you could get away from that that that's sound. What, that's what music was at that yeah. time. Yeah, guitar bass. <laughs> it was all just corn. Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Leaders of falling leader. Yeah. Uh so this yeah, this um let me know very quickly that I was a fan of this band. I mean, for the first like four albums at least, I like every song on, on every album. Oh dang. I, yeah, just I have no problems with pretty much any of this. Uh, Santa Claus fucking rules. Uh, it's one of my favorite songs from them easily. It's uh, so great cr- follow up. It's so crazy listening to that. And I'm like, I thought we were already like in crazy town, but then that is like, oh no, oh no, we still got you want to get nuts. God, so good. It has this walking bass line with these crazy drums and a consistent, steady guitar line. Um, and then uh, halfway through, it stops abruptly, only to build back up. There's like so many. Let's just stop it right here, and then do something else completely, and then build back up into something fucking. In, I mean, it's just it's a lot to follow. <laughs> and there's like a, I have a million notes for everything, but it it's very crazy. <laughs> My favorite part might be the spoken bits. Oh, uh, it reminds. It's like reminds me of like. 90s visual case stuff oh, oh shit yeah, i don't know it's probably you guys probably haven't read it no i have like these spoken yeah. bits or whatever uh-huh. that's like really like like ominous and stuff like, visual k now that's some wild shit kind of over the top <laughs> i mean makes glam look conservative yeah holy shit uh and then <sighs> track three that is a long japanese word yeah it's fucking uh, where is it at? that one oh man it's pure kanji <laughs> <laughs> it is hard to read whatever track it's wild. Track track well. i mean uh it's you know lightning speed chaos separated by these slow sludgy dirty bla- bass pluck sections uh very fucking cool um and then yeah they, re- they re-recorded piglet 28 as well as the title track of the previous ep Oto oh it's called a man's way. A man's way. That's yeah. right. I keep forgetting. They, they re-record. Yeah, uh, you just bastardize everything. I sure do. This America. Uh, and like we talked about, um, they obviously re-recorded uh, the 
the third track on their first EP, um, which I like this version. I like all the versions on this on this album better. Um, especially the especially Piglet 28, just because the production is consistent with the rest of the album. Do you know what track number that is? That is four. Track four. four. Okay, yeah. Uh, and speaking of the production, they have several albums that are very distorted. This is among the most distorted. <laughs> this is the loud one. When, when I went for the <laughs> yeah. one before, this was like, whoa, I had to lower everything. <laughs> yeah, definitely had to lower a lot of stuff with this band, like from going from one album to the next. Uh, extremely distorted. I feel like it adds a lot of character to it, especially with songs this wild. You don't you don't want them to be clean. It would be fucking weird if they were clean. Uh, and well, we might as well start touching on their 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 experimentation because they do start a little bit here on Koei. Oh, I was going to mention that one. Please do go ahead. Um, that's a song I assumed. I have no uh, idea what you guys even think of that, but I don't. When the first time I heard it, um, I don't think I really cared much, but. But coming back, like I somehow have a weird soft spot for it. Uh, it's track six. Track six is amazing. My favorite song on. on really, on I like album. it a lot. Yes, it's first of all, it's like the first non-insane, wild, crazy. I mean, song vocals, clean, almost ska guitars, mm. uh, mid-paced like rock. Um, it's, it's four minutes. Slow down, Dream Theater. Exactly. Just <laughs> fucking wrap it the hell up. But it's. The so baseline makes me think of Fugazi, like yeah. a gritty Fugazi. Uh, uh, so it's like the most straightforward or like accessible thing they've done yet, for sure. But it's not basic at all. It still develops. There's like they're it, like they're still good songwriters on top of being fucking insane musicians. Well, it goes places. It doesn't just repeat like yeah. a couple parts over and over for four minutes. Like exactly. Oh, no, no. So there's like a. It's, it's like there's a narrative to it or something. Yeah, because like. even when like, they dabble a lot in some really un- unusual styles, and even though it's like you probably could have got by with just the novelty of you're doing this thing that you've never done before, but they still make the songs interesting, or at least I feel like they do. Um, and then yeah, and then it ends with uh, Bleach Kaido Kaido Kaido. I've, I've no idea how to pronounce that. I didn't hear it. But oh. Uh, yeah, Kaido. Kaido. Uh, oh, yeah, I like that one. I like that riff. Great, great stuff. They they fucking implemented a harmonic plucks into the, the verse, the guitar. I don't remember. We might have to play it. I, I just remember that riff. It makes me think of like the video game Skitchin or something. <laughs> fucking Skitchin. Yeah. Didn't Green Jelly make the music? For, no, that was for um, Maximum Carnage. <laughs> it was a real yeah. band, right? Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if I remember the name of the That Skitchin, just that, I think it might have been the first song on that. It, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. In my entire life, I'll never forget that fucking song. The solo. Yeah, so yeah. Oh, man. Put on a little bit of the closer. You're right. I did in the kitchen. Yeah. It's every time. It's part of the riff. Which I think is super cool. It reminds me of Slint and how a Nosferatu man there's like a, just a harmonic note thrown in and it sounds like an accident, but it's every single time. It's part of the riff. Uh very cool stuff. I, I fucking love this album. Yeah, this was this almost took it for me. Um, but I decided on another. Yes. Closing thoughts. Um oh. Go ahead. 
I still thought that song was entertaining, but I it's weird to say this about a, a album that's like 20, 24 minutes yes. long. But I did feel like it kind of got lost in the the shuffle a little a little bit, especially after the the Odyssey that is track six. So uh, all right. I mean the, I, was, have, I wasn't bored though. I was right. just like the, it does a lot. There is not that much diversity on this one for sure. It's just Koi that's the, the odd man out. Uh, everything else is pretty fucking insane. Lightning speed, extremely distorted, and it hurts and it's noisy. I love it. I like it. Good times. Also, almost almost best, but I think it's I, fantastic. I just prefer the versions of the, the first one. Fair enough. I guess they, they played at CBGB. They played at CBGB's uh, right after this was put out. Um, ah, interesting. That's their first. Was that their first and U.S. They performance? They were at least touring the U.S. Or I mean, not touring, but they at least played in the U.S. this early on, which is cool. And in CBGB before it was, uh, you know, desecrated and destroyed. <laughs> what is it now? Like, it was always desecrated. No, it's like a, I mean, it's pretty airport, filthy. It's like an airport restaurant. Or, is it really? I think they did something like blasphemous like that. That's pretty. It's pretty horrific. It's pretty horrific. God damn it. This was just when he thought it couldn't get lower. Oh, Jesus. But we're on to the next. Uh, yeah, they call it a mini album, but it's it's an EP. It's got live tracks on it. It seems like we probably could have glossed over this one, but I'm glad I want to talk about it. I think it's fun to talk about. So this came out July 7th, 2001. There's no English translation for this one. So this one is... There's a translation, but it's a Odoru Kubi. What is the translation? I always thought it was like dancing neck, but I think... They mean it as dancing head. Dancing head. Yeah, that's so, actually kind of cool. Yeah, like but technically on paper, it looks like it says neck to me. But Fair <laughs> enough. Dancing neck. Dancing neck head. <laughs> that's some, some fuzz. Oh, yeah. God, this production stinks compared to the last one, which wasn't good, but this is like muffled. You know, it's funny if this wasn't so like fuzzy and, and blown out, it would probably be one of the more accessible songs. Maybe. This is a Super Junkie Monkey song. It's totally Super Junkie Monkey. The funk is, yeah, the funk is prominent. Very funky. It's almost jazzy with that walking bass. This part too is <laughs> Those are fun vocals. Yeah. Annoying, but I think they're fun. <laughs> All right, that one doesn't change so much from that. That would have been fun oh. if it was like on uh, Jet Grind Radio or something. Oh, like yeah. <laughs> totally forgot um, about the one minute, 50 second mark in that song. Yeah. Goes into his transition. Um, to me, it seems like what they're attempting to do on the fall on the previous mm-hmm. album in the opening track, but just works so much better for Ooh, me in this one because it goes into like a happy part in the, yeah. the other one, and it it just felt kind of like like pieced together. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, but this one it it, it transitions really. Nice. I actually really like that part. Yeah. Of the song. Like, actually, in terms of the studio tracks on here, this is fucking one of my favorites. Uh, Ikeni. Oh two. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they re-record this later on and drastically change it. It's, this version fucking rules. Yeah, it, it's better. You bought up Slint 
earlier, but this one is especially slinty. And I wasn't ready for anything that jammy either. Not even, I mean, even after this, they don't really ever do anything like this. It's slow. It's brooding. It's creepy. uh, It's lengthy. It goes into a million different fucking places um, with, it has like really nice sung vocals with these menacing guitars. And then it builds and builds into this fucking chaos. Uh, It's like one of the most dynamic songs they've ever done. And they fucking change it completely later on. Why did they do this, Robert? Tell me. Uh, I don't know. They, well, they changed it. They added like a vocals in the beginning. Yeah. And they, they shortened it like by half, at least half. No, the jam. Well, that's what I mean by uh, saying that the original versions are always like the definitive versions for me. Whenever yeah. they redo it, they seem to like kind of lose what made the first one good for me. That can be said about a lot of albums and bands. That's actually how so. Mike feels about Taylor Swift re-recording her songs. He that said. is how I feel. About I, did, that. I didn't know she did that. She did it for like legal reasons, right? Just so she can get ownership back. Yeah. She should have just done Metal Machine music. <laughs> 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 then I'd be a fan. <laughs> I would be too. <laughs> nobody likes. Nobody no, likes. of course not. What? Nobody likes Metal Machine music. <laughs> no I one mean, being honest with themselves. <laughs> Oh, I like it. You're out of your fucking goddamn it. <laughs> it's so musical. <laughs> it's the most musical thing Lou Reed has ever done. Maybe the cutest. No, I don't have, know. Lulu's pretty cute. I was going to say, have you listened to Lulu? I'm trying to find people who've listened to Lulu. No, I need to do that. Oh, man. Especially since Buzz Osborne said it's the greatest thing he ever did. <laughs> or the greatest think... thing Metallica ever did, at least. I disagree I... with both of those so hard. <laughs> I'm going to hold back my thoughts on that album. We will be covering that at some point. Uh, yeah. yeah. We're not going to say which or which Wait, avenue we're taking. Only Lulu? No. Only. We're going to be covering the everything up to Lulu, but we're not going to give out if it's Metallica or Lou Reed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but back to this. Uh, the other, the last studio track is uh, was Daresuka. Daresuka. Oh, Daresuka. Anyway, lighten the mood a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, they've sacrificed brutality, um, but they're just as good as writing these these dreamy songs. Or I, I forgot how that went, but I have notes on it for it. So Give the notes. Something about the vocals. <laughs> just uh, make it something a change about the... of pace for it them. Is. It's new, new for them, but I don't remember what song it is. <laughs> You're not it's s- for them. I don't know how or why, yeah. but it is. You're not <laughs> supposed to say that. You're just fucking supposed to say it wrong. You pretend you remember and you say it. God damn it. You know what? This is like what Koei was on the previous album. Ah. Oh, okay. I don't like it nearly as much, but I agree that it's very cool and it, it does change it. I mean, it's it's, it's actually, it feels even lighter following um, Ikini or whatever. Um, I mean, it's super funky. It's got a ton of energy, like Wait, many other songs, but I still don't know which song this is. Track three, put it on Dari, Uh and I do dig. Yeah, while you're doing it, I do dig the, the the back the back the back vocals. They're odd, and I'll just leave that. Give it yeah, I knew it was. Yeah. I knew. Okay, it's not the same as Poet, but I think you're thinking of track two. Um, no, I was just saying that based on my notes. Okay. Guessing. Okay. Um, yeah, this song wouldn't be as good if, without those weird background yeah. vocals. Exactly. I even like these. These backup vocals, the goofy, yelling bullshit in the background stuff. Noisy, funk, abrasive with some 
pretty uh, almost anthemic chorus part with those vocals. Fun stuff. <laughs> and then the live tracks. I mean, they picked two of my favorite songs of theirs. Oh, oh, sorry. You, my you bad. Oh, I good. thought I pressed. Uh, yeah. The, uh, yeah, two, it picked two of my favorite songs as live tracks, which is fun. So, I like it. so you can't really hate on it I can't much. complain, but they are live songs. They are necessary. They don't sound super bad for, for live tracks. They, they could sound a lot worse, but they are very noticeably live. It doesn't, doesn't make or break anything for me. No harm, no foul. Yeah. It just reminds me of... Um, like whenever I'd buy like some CD reissue of some hardcore punk album, yeah. they'd have like the extra you gotta uh, pad it out. You can... tracks tacked on the end, especially with remas or reissues. Yeah, yeah, it's a CD. You can fit eighty minutes on it if you're Metallica and you aren't using all eighty minutes. You're just wasting everyone's time. <laughs> or you're wasting everyone's time. Or you're or using everyone's time. <laughs> uh, did they even name the song? Yeah, the live songs are Namai no Jiju. Gijo from uh, the first EP and then Santa Claus from the last album. Uh, yeah. And it, you, uh, him mentioning that, or you mentioning that I'm already getting you two mixed up. You guys are so similar looking. Oh, uh, we're exactly the same. Uh, same height, <laughs> same height, same hair it's, color, it's same her, voice. It's our love of Quincy Jones. Yeah. Us, so. uh, what is it called? The street sweeper? No, I don't know. Oh, Stan, Sanford and Son yeah. theme song. God damn it. Uh, the, I was thinking of um, Machine Gun Etiquette from The Damned, where all the bonus tracks, like, because I listened to that version so many times that all the bonus tracks just became the album in my mind. It was like until with, uh, Burglar. Burglar. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, and then all the different smash it up parts uh, that were there. Uh, was there a live track? I don't remember. But point is, uh, it took me a while to, to get out of that when I had to listen to it uh, on its on its own many years after. Uh, but yeah, this is fine. This is a cool EP. All right. Now we got what album two. Yeah. This came out <clears throat> December 12, 2001. This is the second time in a row. They've released two records in one year. Busy, busy ladies. Very nice. Uh, this is. <laughs> Queen of nudity. Like, that's how you open an album. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. I actually like those little... That little... It's so weird and loud. <gasps> oh, yeah. This is so fucking cool. This is amazing! Yeah. Why is everyone not freaking out right now? <laughs> I don't know. He's, I forgot on the inside. But... He's Bay Ray. Like, yeah. Smile if he broke that riff. Also, surprise! The funniest album cover because they look like children. Let me pull it up. I don't know what that's funny, but it's funny because it's like you wouldn't expect them to look like that. Uh, you're right; they look like fucking preteens. Yeah, that's actually a terrible album cover. <laughs> it's not amazing, but it's. I think it's one of the worst, especially talking about nudity. This is a picture. Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess you pull that. So, fuck this rules. Yeah, this is, this is it's basically instrumental, aside from those little, bits, I don't know, one word lines in the very beginning. Best personal favorite. Really? I don't I don't blame you. I do love this album. I love a lot of their albums, but I do love this one as well. It, uh, it, they move at a breakneck speed, um, even 
with their albums and this one stuck to my ribs the most so it it gets my gets my prize yeah it stood out the most and it stayed with me um really these uh these guys don't have a a bad release i think so uh no bad albums i agree a little little bit hard but uh this is my heart of hearts because who doesn't love a queen of nudity uh i don't i don't want to meet them but uh yeah i mean this uh, the best could have gone for anything but in the end it was kind of clear like which one i was like oh this one makes me feel way more things than the mm-hmm. others this one didn't although it's still at this point and we'll listen to all the albums i had no idea i was like this is anyone could take it this is fucking yeah, great yeah uh th- there's maybe one more i could was in close contact but uh this i feel like the most complete as well um but before this came out they put out the furueru hana uh single and that that track is on here um it's like just track two i believe right yeah yes um hits very hard it's slower than the rest more punishing i like using feedback like riffs very nirvana mm-hmm. in in that ah. The uh the Albini one with rape me on it in neutero. Oh uh, in neutero, yeah. Sorry, tongue tied. Uh yeah, very like reminiscent of that. Uh yeah, like a I mean it also has a full on Middle Eastern solo on that one too, which is oh, very yeah. interesting. They do dabble with that from time to time. They do very sparingly, but uh yeah. How would you guys classify the style of music for Yoa? fourth track uh, kooky the, as fuck and primus yes oh, yeah Gall- that's the primus song for me galloping primus stuff yeah so i kept uh, thinking like oh i'm probably gonna be the only one that likes this one. oh it's great i think it's great uh, it's, it legit sounds like primus though it's so um purposely like off or whatever mm-hmm. it's very off very herky-jerky very kooky but fun I mean, yeah. if you like primus there's no way you won't like that it's and it, it does stick out on this album too because everything here is I mean, they're, they're always you can't predict what they're going to fucking do. You just you just kind of safely bet that it's going to be weird and crazy and loud and embrace it. Yeah, yeah. you're just long for the ride, and it's a it's a fun ride. I probably think fun is like the, the main word that kept coming to mind while yeah. listening to all this. Stuff. Yeah, it, it's if you're if you like abrasive music and noisy music, this is one of the more fun bands. Mm-hmm. Um, you got uh, following Yoa uh, Gitsuman. Gets him in, Gets him in. Um, and that is track. God damn it, was track five. Five. Uh, uh, I re- I really like the uh, the like. It's almost like a math rock bass line. Which... Yep, super paranoid sounding, really yeah. wild. Uh, and then then this really beautiful melodic chorus comes in out of fucking nowhere, delightfully unpredictable. Which which point? I, see, I'm forgetting again, but I have like a timestamp for like a minute and twenty seconds in for that song. Uh, I think it's it might be it might be that moment, but it feels more like a course where it returns to it. Um, and but like as it goes on, it it feels more and more disjointed. Like it gets, like it's it's almost like it's falling apart the longer it goes on. There are a few songs of theirs where, uh, it definitely feels like they're j- it just randomized riffs. It's like what the fuck is just what what are you doing here? Just fucking close it out. It's insane. That, I don't. I still like the song a lot. I don't think it's uh a bad way for that one but in the future i i do think it's rough uh and this is where they re-record ikini uh in a wildly inferior version but still a cool song i will say 
I do love the way the tom drums sound on that version, though. Oh, it's the whole song. It's basically a brand new song. It's very yeah. minimal. It's very close. It's the opposite of what they always do. Uh, you get the vocal, the new vocals, which mm-hmm. is like super close on the mic vocals. And then these really uh, solitary, lonesome tom hits. Uh, and it's sounds sounds amazing. It sounds good. And it's I think it's really good for pacing. But I do miss the original and love the original a lot. Track uh, track seven threw me for a loop because that, uh-huh. there's a riff there and I can only describe it as a Yankee Doodle Dandy riff. Oh, yeah. Um, is that fucking uh, ba- Baku di Fucking A77? Baku Yeah, there we go. Uh, that's what we're talking about, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Make, make, just make it. <laughs> it's so hard to fucking keep track of. Um, yeah, that one quickly goes off the rails and gets super deranged. Uh, and it was one thing that they do. They do it there where they do it a lot uh, other places. It's like no two instruments are playing the same kind of riff. So you get like if, if the guitar is playing something happy, the bass is doing something super fucked up and twisted or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I like that. It, it, it makes it everything feel way more unsettling and schizophrenic. Uh, and song does it well. I'm uh, also interested to know what Mike thinks of the untitled track because I'm like, this is some circus music, what she loves, but also there's noodling involved, what she does not. It is a full on uh, rehearsal dicking around section. There we go. I like it. I like. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Even their bullshit tracks are cool. <laughs> I mean, it's like obviously it can be skipped, but it still has personality. Like it shows how they're a great band. Like this is them. Just fucking around. You kind of hear how they operate, like yeah, the way they piece things together or whatever. Exactly. It's like you can't get this band replacing one member that way. Also, it's just like nice right at the end. Yeah, it's a it's a breeze. Um, Also, you get some more wild ass slap bass on the title track. Uh, I mean, and then then around a minute in, it goes clean fucking rules. I mean, this is not accessible music <laughs> by any means, but I think it's great. It's my my personal favorite. <laughs> and, and best. And I, f- I found for this band, I, I didn't feel qualified to separate the best and personal favorites just because this is just such a niche type of band that I feel like anybody can pick anything as their best and I would, I would kind of get it. There are no wrong picks for Robert on this episode. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> Wait, there are never wrong picks. <laughs> there's never, yeah, there's no, there fucking, never was. I'm always outlandish, right. wild, <laughs> fucking left field pick. Uh, but yeah, Alex's best and personal favorite. Fucking great. Still completely bad shit. Um, funniest cover. Funniest cover. Worst cover. But I mean, nobody's going to look at the cover. Left. Yeah. Zero accessibility <laughs> here. But boy, does it fucking rule. And it is, it is. Not going to bore you. That's for damn sure. And it's also like 10 minutes long. It's very short. They're all short. Um, how long is this one, actually? This one is, yeah, 25 minutes. I mean, yeah. none of these things overstay their welcome. It's yeah. fucking delightful. Yeah. So this is like a major label <laughs> album, <laughs> which is uh, hilarious. Maybe in Japan. or in J- Japanese. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was under a Toshiba. Uh, is it EMI? 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 EMI probably. EMI, okay. Oh, that's the, what that is. The lack of capitalization threw me off. Um so that makes sense. Yeah, that's uh that's odd. It was so the 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 single before this and this one were all put on the same label. 
Uh, and this is where they performed at South by Southwest. I'm assuming Japan night. Uh, this is where things were taken off. They were on top of the world. Nothing's going to stop them now. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but we and got. And this will be the. Will this go over this? Oh, real? briefly. Yeah. yeah. So after this, they put out the Canary Empire Strikes Back or otherwise known as. Oh, shoot that. Uh, yeah. Can <laughs> take a No. I fucked it up. There it is. No. Yakushu. Something like that, okay. uh, which came out. Uh, October 10th, 2003. So a bit of a gap. The first gap that we get, I'm assuming because of all the touring. Uh, it's a, it's an EP. It's more of a single because two out of three of these songs will be put on the following album. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we might as well just talk about the one song that's not on the album, which mm-hmm. is... Tayo? Tayo, yeah. The, yes. the opener. That's the only song that's not re-recorded. That's... Uh, released. Son? That's where you really get like the Middle Eastern... Yeah. Vibes. Yeah. Uh, also, this um, seems like a drastic change in the guitar tone. The guitar. Yes. Hundred percent. The uh, the the major label money can be felt here in terms of audio quality for me at least. Yeah, a little. It yeah. Feel a lot cleaner. Cleaner. I wouldn't say better, but definitely cleaner. Exactly. That's a, yeah. And uh, I don't want to talk about the other two tracks because there there was a lot to talk about because they're on the next record um mm-hmm. but i mean that song is really one of the most annoying vocal performances i've ever heard <laughs> what the title uh no 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 uh, uh tayo really ah uh, you're crazy i mean it's it i'm fine with it and it's something charming about it in a weird way but it is like that is like how a little kid would annoy their parents that voice doing that thing oh that part i mean that's so annoying huh. <laughs> Maybe in America. <laughs> I'm in America, goddammit! Uh, but uh, apparently the meaning uh, of Canary Empire Strikes Back, according to Kana, which is uh, interesting. She says, uh, Canary dies easily in the bad air. Uh, that means very weak. I want Canary and that kind of person to be more wild. Mm. Excuse the, the, the weak English. I'm just, I don't know if this is her speaking English or if it's a translation, but uh, that is a neat little thing. Yes. So yes. basically, I don't know, weaker people to be the more meek, wild, huh? yeah. stronger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the meek will inherit the earth. Yeah, let, 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 let loose a little bit. Take off the glasses. Let your hair down. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as, a, as a weak person who goes to the hospital a lot. We all go to the hospital. We're all weak. <laughs> we've all been. Yeah. Uh, we're all, we've all got it. our hidden weaknesses. We all have migraines, that's for sure. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, I don't shitty. know if mine are hidden, but. Well, you know, I've, I heard one person who used to work in the, in the medical industry. She said, uh, oh, migraines, the invisible disease. Yeah. Like, and she's like, yo, it's a, it's pretty fucked up. No yeah. one believes it's real. And like, yeah, oh, I've heard like uh, migraines, lupus, yeah. fibromyalgia called uh, invisible disabilities because you can't. <sighs> can't see them, but they ruin your life. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh my God. Shout out to anyone who's in chronic pain. Breach. I'm going to go get my foot shot with cortisone in the following days. So shout out to them and then, and uh, props to all the judgment they probably have to face from people that think they're just trying to, you know, get drugs or whatever. Get drugs. Oh, yeah. Get uh, oh. disability insurance. Fucking. Some a doctor accused me of being a drug addict when I was 10. Is fucking. That's- stupid that's pretty that's pretty bold 
Get the bad seat, I can tell. I, I, I hope I hope that guy I hope that guy doesn't have a job anymore. Yeah, I can see that for some. Or you know he could still be employed, but you know he's not a doctor. Anymore. Yeah, like a you know waiter. Uh, but we're now onto the uh, the first officially U.S. released album. Is that? Is that oh yeah, I think it came out on two labels. One of them was a uh, U.S. label, I think. So it was originally released uh, December twelfth, two thousand three, and then it was released uh, under Bleach. Um, oh three, two years later, on September sixth, they also fucked up the 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 release day being the number of the month mm. because the Americans just don't get it, dude. But yeah, this is a, a continuation of the EP we we're just talking about. This is self-titled or Bleach, because whatever. Sorry, <laughs> that is trebly as fuck. This track does feel a little like um, caught me off guard because I feel like the other two releases were, I don't want to say mellow, but they didn't come out as fast and furious. This is very fast, and that hi-hat is doing wonders. Oh yeah, it is. We might not get to it, but around a minute and a half, it goes into this fucking surf solo. It almost sounds like the Prince theme. Also, I have to say, this reminds you of a super jokey monkey song called Does RPG. It? Called what? RPG. Hey. Just the main riff. Hey. The songs themselves are pretty different. This is a lot. <laughs> There's, that's, God damn, that's a lot of shit happening. It's a rad song, though. It is a rad song. Worst least favorite. Oh. I had a feeling this would be somebody's worst yeah. least favorite. Yeah. And it's not, like, I like the album. I think it's a good album. Uh, and... The, the ultimately the reason is Nils. I love Nils. <laughs> I fucking love Nils. We need to talk about Nils. Let's talk about Nils. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's talk about Nils. Okay. <laughs> so they are right now. This is like their experimental album where they're just they're most eclectic or yeah. Let, let's try most commercial as well. Which is my problem with it. Like if this is what people are first hearing from this band, they're getting a wild misrepresentation. One and then also it's also just not. Also, 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 it's just not the strongest writing. I feel like it's like, I don't know. I don't know if it's a misrepresentation. I'll like, tell you what's a misrepresentation is the only song that I've, I've actually heard before. And that's the title track of the EP Canary fucking yeah, yeah. Impre- Canary Impress Strikes Back, whatever the hell it's called. Uh, it's a ska song. It's a fucking ska punk song. And I don't like it, but it's still <laughs> a good song. Like I can't like call it a bad song You're it still gets stuck in your head it, it's I, always stuck in my head <laughs> I, I thought more fiddler on the roof or like uh i don't or i don't know if jewish music has like a proper term but i thought more like the like yeah like yeah like that kind of stuff more than more than ska music Are you kidding? Yeah, I, I couldn't place it i, I was like i mean maybe like the the, the actual notes and riffs yeah, yeah. but it's like a Got, like put it on. It's well, a ska the guitar, section. The guitar upstrokes is G- like guitar ska. upstrokes, and then the drums as well. It's like you're not gonna mistake that as anything but ska. I um, did. Put it on now and tell me that's not ska as fuck. I'm not saying <laughs> it's not not, but uh, because ska really is like the it's the reason why I don't like it is because it all sounds like it, it, they're all tropes, and if you do the trope, you're playing the the genre. <laughs> 
I didn't realize this took. Not this, though. It's literally the only song of theirs I've heard before this, for some reason. Well, I, I used to listen to... That's, that that makes sense. That's probably you. Yeah. But this guitar tone, it only really works on, like, some songs. Yeah. This one, it works, you know? Yeah. But it's like that for the whole album. This is ska. This is just a ska song. Not this. Not this. The vocal line, though, the melody is kind of like more like what it is. Saying. Yeah, it's having a as fuck. <laughs> I did this, which I think is great, um, but it's just like it reads a, it reads as a, just a ska punk song, like a 90s ska punk song. I want to hear the Offspring cover that song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got to keep them separated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they also went full on J-pop on uh, was it the fourth track? Chosen, the Chosen, Chosen, oh, Chosen. I accidentally wrote. It. That's uh, the nicest and sweetest. It's their only ballad, yeah. and I don't like it. I like that they did it. I I was excited that they're gonna they're trying a bunch of different shit. I think it misses, um, it's mostly because like the, the the softer riffs and singing is fine, but uh, around 240, it starts building up and it's like the weakest buildup. It doesn't turn into anything. It doesn't have this climax. It, it just sort of gets louder a little bit and then ends. Uh, like knowing what they do and what they can do, it felt like a letdown. Uh, and that's basically why this is my worst. Because uh, they're taking huge swings and like, we're going to try this completely established genre that we haven't done before. And it's like, that's ah, that's novel, but it's not, I don't feel like it has that much substance and I get bored of it quickly and I don't like it nearly as much as the, the weirder, crazier stuff. Damn. Came out swinging. Yeah. Well, I kind of have to say hips track seven. Uh, uh-huh. um, probably the best thing they've done. Hips. Go. Wait a minute. If you I'm look up, the, if you look up the kanji, it looks like it says sheety. Oh, she, yeah. Sheety. That's how I have it listed as, um, hips. Oh, I've seen it romanized. Oh, I oh, okay. releases. I have it as as Sherry. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, oddly funky. Um, and I was not expecting like keyboards and synths on there. I'm gonna go with Robert on this one. It's, it's a good song. It's a miss yeah. for me. It's a miss for me. Uh, it's like it's more accessible than ever, but just it's something about the writing. It just feels just a step down. I, like, I don't. I don't. I can't knock it. I can't knock much on this album anyway, just because of how well it's performed and pulled off. But knowing what after, they can do. Wait, you after, like Nils better than Sheedy? I like Nils way more. <laughs> Actually, I'm surprised you guys don't love Nils. No, I, I like it, but for I the do. wrong reasons. What? Okay, you like it probably for the same reasons I like it. Why do you like it? <laughs> because it's corn. It's corn. Fuck! That's why I like it. Shit! You know, the baseline. You're right. At the yeah. end of the night. Put it on. It's corn. It's just corn. You're right. Fuck. Also, I I like uh, this trend where the the drums unexpectedly sound amazing for no fucking reason, and uh, the drums just sound real fucking good on this. It's the, the bass sounds good. It's the bass line from the end of Blind. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
So the reason I love it is because I was worried when I heard this bass sound. Like, that's pretty average. But once everything comes in, once the vocals come in, and it, it fucking changes the feel entirely. Well, two, two and a half minutes in is like, good. Oh, yeah. Already. What fucking awesome vocal lines. It changes the feel entirely. Just. I the song is oh I love it. It's seriously one of my favorite songs of theirs, honestly. <laughs> I fucking love it. It's a good ass song. Yeah. It's uh it's no uh canary, but you know. Uh Howling, which was also on the EP, is back here. I think it rules. I like the intro so much on that one. Uh spacey, kind of like late periods to Punjabi Monkey. <laughs> I swear I felt like some of those vocals. Almost on like fucking surge from System of a Down. <laughs> oh man, you I, remember. I I have that for a different song. Oh, that's you, hilarious! You stole my my System of a Down. I mean, holy shit! How? What are the odds that these tiny Japanese girls sound like fucking Surge Tonkin? <laughs> Apparently, real good, real fucking good. What else is on here? Fucking oh, uh, Sundance or Sundance Moon Dance. I mean, that's a military drum is fucking medieval sounding. There's some thin Lizzy guitars. Ah, fun stuff. Yeah, that song. I feel like that could almost be a cover like, of how different it sounds from everything they've ever done. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that bonus track is horrendous. I'm assuming it's live. Uh, it sounds like absolute dog shit. It literally hurts my ears. I think it's a cool song though. Oh, I like what they're playing. I, I don't even know how you disconcern what they're playing from well when you listen for, to as many bad sony records blown out it yeah yeah <laughs> we listen to a lot of just dumpster <laughs> dumpster diving really with some of these uh punk bands that i was obsessed with uh and then uh arigato gozaimasu what does that mean good night good day uh, good morning thank you very much all right i wasn't even close but annoying <laughs> really perform, perform like a fucking beast uh but it's like uh, just really abrasive funkiness. It still falls in the capital. I can't knock it that much. But uh, I don't like I'm not a huge funk guy in general. Uh, I like how they do it for the most part. because It's just so bad shit. But when it gets super, super, super funky, I just get bored. Mm, so that's why weird... you didn't like Sherry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, it's a good song, man. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, no, 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 no. Yeah. The weird thing about Arigato Gozaimas was once um once I finally like placed the lyrics and could tell like when they're actually saying that in uh -huh. the song, some for some reason I liked it better. It, it just sounds makes it sound crazier. It's like, the hook aspect of things. Yeah. The thing of fucking uh that that uh Michael Gerard got from John Cale where like the kids need something to relate to. Put the vocals loud. There you <laughs> go. What, what he told him. Uh yeah, people, if you could latch onto something, it, it turns it into a song instead of just a bunch of shit happening. I like how your John Cale is just your your Biden. It, that, I thought it was my Jack Nicholson, honestly. <laughs> Maybe all three are the same. They're kind of not that different. Yeah. If it's Biden, it would be more rambling and more. Ah, damn, Jack. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, it's still a good album. I just felt the, the least consistent, even though it is the most diverse. Um, probably the most diverse mm -hmm. of all their albums. It is for sure. But my worst and least favorite, right here. I guess they left the label, the, the major label, 
which is interesting. It doesn't say they were dropped. It says they left. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Wonder what happened there. Um, but they, they sent to an indie label, indie label based out of Okinawa. And then that summer, uh, they performed a Rising Sun Rock Festival, which I've never heard of. <clears throat> That's probably big over. I don't know. I'm, is it pretty big? I, yeah. Festival in Japan, I believe. What's the equivalent? Um, I, I would almost maybe say Reading Festival. I don't okay. know. Maybe. Okay. I mean, okay. All right. I can put, I can put a, get a handle on that. Um, in 2004, uh, Bleach performed at the, at South by Southwest for the third time. And then went on to, to perform in six cities across the U.S. And they played, I guess, a total of 18 cities, which is kind of a lot given the, well, for one, it's a band like this. That's not mm-hmm. exactly mass appeal. Uh, coming from Japan with like, I mean, I, at this point, there was no major label backing. And apparently uh, the U.S. version of, of this album ranked high on college radio shows. Uh, is that a, is that a dead? Is that completely dead? The college radio thing? It feels like it's completely dead at college this point. Radio, um, I still listen to at least one. That's <laughs> really? Out there. Yeah, I think it's I, KSPC. Where's that from? Where's that based on? Uh, Claremont. Okay. I could see how the rise of streaming and stuff would do a number on college radio. That bums me out because like that was really the only shot for a lot of bands like this. I do kind of miss having like a, a tastemaker person, maybe like like what Rollins does. Yep. yep. Well, we got that on NTS. Robert's NTS show. Plug there it real quick. Uh, the Athenian Marketplace, NTS radio. Show off your shirt too. <laughs> As you're sitting sideways <laughs> to the camera. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's like I slowly drift. I noticed yeah. that. You should just stare at the wall next time we are. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my worst least favorite, but still a good album. It's really not a bad album at all. Um, before we move on, there's a little bit here regarding some of their influences, which <clears throat> uh, very brief, cut and dry, simple answers. I'm assuming because of the, the language barrier. Mm-hmm. So it's very um, cut and dry uh, in terms of like music they're currently listening to. Courtney Kana, Nick Cave, Morphine, Iggy Pop. Strong. Oh, good picks. Good picks. Good picks. Courtney uh, Suki, Public Enemy. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's all, right. all, that's all you need. Didn't even see, would never have seen that one coming. Uh, and according to uh, Sayuri, Bump of Chicken and Aerosmith. Now, what is Bump of Chicken? <laughs> I think they're Japanese. I hope <laughs> with a name like that. I mean, I've heard, them, heard of them before for sure, but. Uh, more, more trivia. Uh, their favorite movies. Uh, kind of right. favorite directors, I guess, are Terry uh, Gilliam, Tim Burton, and uh, Takeshi Kitano. Do you know who Takeshi is? Um, only the name. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kornosuke, Twin Peaks. Is that the movie Twin Peaks or the show? We don't well, know. Well, it's got to be the show at that point, right? No, the oh. movie was out by that. Probably this all of it. Probably this all Probably all of it. And Saidi, uh, Scissor Hands, not Edward Scissor Hands, just Scissor Hands, Goonies, uh, Radio Nojikan, Nojikan. I don't know that meal. Like radio time. No idea. Yeah, radio time. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, bands like to tour with High Lows, uh, Gorge Fock from from Kana. I mean, I don't know any of these. Uh, Suki Rage Against the Machine. All right, bad timing. <laughs> I think they were breaking up around that time. Uh, no, they may have. I don't know when their first uh, reunion was when they did uh, Coachella, oh. but I think it was. 
like around oh six. That so. lines up. Okay, and then Tokyo Pentalox, Maximum, the Harmon, and Hormon. Gor- Go. You forgot that Gorman. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Hormon. Wait. Hormone. 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 You know, you know, like a hormone. I can't even read. I'm sorry. Oh God, I'm an idiot. <laughs> no, it's a, it's just a time. It's a time. <laughs> um, and this is my favorite question of all, of course. Uh, who would win in a fight between Godzilla and Astro Boy? And unanimously, Astro Boy. Uh, and according to society, because he is a kid of science. Sh- sure. So is Godzilla, though, right? If you think well, about it. Well, he's a monster of. Of science. Of um, science. A yes. monster of science. <laughs> Apparently our boy Tom was a big Astro Boy fan when he was a kid. He can still remember the theme music in most of the words. I know very little about Astro Boy, so, but as a Godzilla fan, I'm very disappointed that no one said Godzilla. Nah, dude, Astro Boy. You don't fuck around with Astro Boy. I, I was, they they I, picked the fake one over the real one. Are you saying Godzilla's real? Are you trying to tell me right now that... <laughs> Godzilla, <laughs> the Lizard King, yeah, lives hated, you know, in my heart. Oh God, uh, shit! Yeah, I only saw the like they brought back Astro Boy. Like I don't know if it was a they remade the whole thing entirely. I think they did. I think uh, they did a it's like a, a movie. Yeah, they did that. Yeah, and then well, that no, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of like a a, a TV show it was a cartoon. Oh. It was four kids, but it was like still a cartoon. Um, but it looked cleaner and revamped. Uh, and then, of course, the song by the Dwarves, which is my most exposure to Astro Boy. There we go. Good, I, I didn't even know the door. Yeah. Got some Astro Boy research to do. Uh, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I mean, the Dwarves are. I mean, it's the only song on the album that's not just vulgar and, and perverted. It, I mean, it might still be, but it's called Astro Boy. <laughs> Maybe that makes it the most perverted. That's probably the worst. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. Uh, but. We're moving on to their next full length, and this is, well, it's the longest in every conceivable way. It's the longest in length. It's the longest title. It's such a long title that I didn't even bother to learn it, but I could try to read it. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's try as best we can, because this came out May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, 2006. Uh, t- yeah, try. <laughs> Migi mo hidari mo shihai? Uh, or the head that controls both right and left sides eats meat and slobbers even today. Christ. It's a post-rock title if I ever heard one. Yep. God speaks taking notes yep. on that. This is one aptly named song. Samurai it Jungle is perfect. It sounds like what it is advertised. Yep. I love that that guitar line. It's like she's playing it like a slap bass. Also, I kept expecting them to like get cleaner or like stop being abrasive, but they they never did. They never did. Also, that vocal line is the same one. That she used on the song that I said was the most annoying vocals ever. Yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's insanely annoying, but it's still kind of charming. Well, I gotta say they were really good with opening tracks, yeah. except for this one. Ah. I don't mind it. I mean, I like, I guess for most of the songs on this, uh-huh. it's like I like parts rather than the song. Interesting. I love that main riff so much that I I, I call that a win. Uh, 
And so this is the longest, but I mean, 41 minutes is not a long album. It, for this band, it does kind of overstay their welcome. Yes, though it, I think it does. Yes, I don't want to hear anything over thirty minutes from them. It definitely, I felt it definitely overstayed its welcome, but uh, I couldn't call this a bad album, and I definitely liked it more than the last one. Um, but it, it's also like I think it's the re- best sounding one. Production-wise. Oh, this, yeah, probably. I feel. Up to this point, yeah. like it's the most guitar-driven album they they do too. I think this the, is the first time the guitar sits well with all the other instruments. It's like, even, yeah. Like the bass, kind of. I don't want to say it takes a back seat, but you know it is minimized in a way. Yeah, and then usually, well, oftentimes you'll get just one side just dominating the other. I feel like it's pretty balanced here. Um and. They've reined in the experimentation quite a bit. Like the songs are wilder than ever. They're still fucking nuts. There's some moments of accessibility, but there is no ska on here. There's no ballads on here. There's no like plenty of funk though. Lots of funk, plenty of funk pulse pulse. Uh, yes, I think it's hooky as shit. I mean, so it's one of the fun. most accessible songs yeah, ever. It's fun. Sung, uh, clean sung vocals, really digestible rock riffs. Um, maybe it's not for everyone, but it feels great. Lots of Ren and Stimpy guitars or Captain Beefheart guitars. Oh, yeah. Fan- know, fantasy lately. Yeah. Wait, fantasy. I forgot what I was going to say, but... Um, oh, well, this is an album I could probably return to <clears> and <throat> just, you know, get more out of. But as of right now, I got to call it Worsley's Favorite. I am. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Just because of the length alone. Um, Fair. Oh, yeah. And and it's again with the length. It's not like it's paced very well. It's not like they're they're throwing in these wild things to really shake things up. It's just more of the same, but for longer. <laughs> yeah. I'm also just doing everything chronologically. Um, I was getting the the bleach fatigue. Bleach fatigue. Yeah. It, I mean, it's real. The fatigue is real. That sometimes you got to step away, especially with. You're in a season pro, like uh yeah, we've sat through, through some fast. dog shit. <laughs> this, <laughs> this discography was so nice for me. I, I actually to- had to uh go back and do a, a reverse because I felt like the fatigue was not giving helping me give it a fair shake yeah. to the later on. That definitely happens. Sometimes you gotta really at least you acknowledge it. That's all you can do. At a certain I mean, because we've been doing this for so long, uh I've I still don't trust my, my, my first impressions. And I don't think you, you should never trust a first impression, but um, more and more consistently, I'll think something, I'll write it down and then I'll go back, I'll, you know, I'll move on and then I'll, I'll go for a second listen and then I'll forget all my notes and I'll just be listening to it. And I'll think ah, this one feels like it's doing this and this and this. I wonder what I wrote. And it, it's exactly what I thought. So mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm figuring out how to listen to music. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> It's a hard thing to digest it faster. Yeah, or at least yeah, at least get a good, accurate impression on on less listens. Um, Head cleaner uh, with a track three. I mean, all the also all the song titles are in English here. I don't know if that's just a a streaming thing or if it's that's how it was released. It's nice though. Could be the version I've seen both. You know what? Yeah, it's just our version. It's yeah, at least our version is in English, but. I still yeah. remember when this first came out. It was in the MySpace days. Oh. <laughs> and um, I think it was like either on their website or somewhere like that where that the illustration on the front was like animated. Like oh, really? Those characters would move around and stuff. That's be, that's become 
very common these days. Oh yeah, now animated album covers. Apple yeah. Music. Yeah, all about the animated. They were ahead of the curve. Um, yeah, the head cleaner has this really super jazzy and clean intro, and then and then immediately just devolves into madness. Um, and like little moments like that where I wish they would just kind of develop on it, mm-hmm. but they don't. Um, it's not enough time. <laughs> not enough. Uh, Torch rules at first. I think for me, uh, I love the main riff and has really good ju- uh, good drums and it has like these straight, you know, sung clean vocals uh, that become the most annoying thing in the world in the chorus. The chorus is fucking atrocious. I mean, I hate the chorus. I love the song. Just the chorus is the worst fucking thing they've done. Wait, which one for for Torch? Torch. Okay, what did I say? That one is short but sweet for me. I, I think everything about it is so good, I mean, but that chorus is just fucking bland and basic and annoying, and it's if, like... If you want to drive Mike insane, vocals are the quickest way to do it. Oh, I said, best one yet? Not when the vocals come in. <laughs> oh, wow. It does kind of take me back in parts. I don't know. Yeah, some of the stuff that they do uh, gives me weird nostalgia for some reason. Yeah. Like, taking me back to, like, when I first discovered all yeah this. well there's a whole period where we listen to a lot of this kind of stuff it's definitely gonna like cement that uh but it's not even just the vocals in the chorus it's like everything about the chorus it's what they're playing it's the actual riff i find it to be one of the least interesting riffs they've ever written but i've the, i think the good outweighs the bad ultimately <clears throat> when we're talking about riffs i really like uh the disjointed guitar riffs and uh rule of the peacock ah now that one that's the song where uh, I thought, like, as the more it goes on, it just feels like a bunch of parts thrown together. It doesn't really feel like a like constructed that well. It, I use the term disjointed, but it all kind of clicked for me. I thought it, I thought it's a rad little song. Interesting, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't hate it, but it just, it feels uneven to me. Uh and then Rock is Calling is like the most metal thing they've done up until this point. That is that's, a good fucking 10? song uh is it, i think so let me just the check. one song i didn't write the track no no, no it's uh nope i'm looking at the wrong album i'm looking at the wrong album yes that is track 10 yes okay. indeed yeah. uh apparently i thought the vocals sounded like nihau or another japanese group the vocals in the intro and outro are the are pretty bad i fucking hate them and they're annoying but they're like brief little moments they're not even like part of the song really um, the song itself, I mean, fuck, pretty goddamn heavy. Really, I mean, the growled vocals. I mean, gr- she is growling, man. She's scream. Whoever the screamer is he- here, I you gotta give it up. <laughs> like, but then there's like different screaming too. So it's like the 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 growl specifically sla- the, yeah. the growl screamer because she she alternates between the screams and just. Ugh. I mean, <laughs> full on death metal growls, but but lady doing it. <laughs> It's amazing. It's it. It never doesn't work. I mean, especially for this wild shit. One of my least favorite songs of theirs probably is Sketchbook, which sounds yes. like fucking Express Yourself. Is that the name of the song? Uh, fucking the end of yeah, the yeah. sample. Yeah. I didn't think about that song. I was just like, I was like, do I have the fatigue? And then I came back. I'm like, no. This is really just one of their weakest songs. I think. How do you feel? Uh, I wrote biggest change of pace, but vocal melody sucks. Yeah, it's it's like old school funk with the occasional barks and growls. Uh, I heard I listened to it earlier today, but I don't remember. That. So I, I it, I mean, it has a 
kind of cool uh, and themic cores, but the it is just too much. It's just too much. The funk stuff is the only way for, for me to not like what this band does. Um, Slant, I think, is pretty rad. Uh, kooky as hell. Slows things down a little bit. Uh, lots of, you know, the growls mixed with the, this weird odd speak sing kind of vocals. Um, and then and then halfway through, it, you know, it takes another turn for the insane. It gets faster, louder, a million schizophrenic voices everywhere. It's really good vocal overdubs. Um, yeah, a little long for its own good, but I think it's rap. Just an album that's too long at 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's a little redundant. A little, it's a little redundant. It, it was giving you a lot of mixed feelings because it was like produced so well. I was like, oh, wow, this appears like the best thing yet. But yeah. it's kind of like, yeah, it, it just kind of wore me up. But apparently I thought the last track was the best one or I really liked it or something. Very fucking good. Skull trial? No, no, no. Um, I I only wrote the Japanese yeah, one. Yeah, okay, never mind. Yeah, it's it's only in so Japanese. Something about a dream or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But I I didn't write the whole thing. Yeah, this that's the only song not translated on this version that we have. Uh, real twisted guitar lines, really heavy, really good uh, sung vocals. Um, satisfying, good closer. So making this one, they they gave all these songs onto to Daniel Wyatt, uh, who mixed it, I guess. They worked with engineer Chris Athens, who worked on Coldplay's X and Y. They got a fucking Coldplay engineer to, to <laughs> record this. Wild connection there. Or master this. That is a that is a, the opposite end of the spectrum as you can possibly get. I feel like engineers kind of like all over the place, though. Yeah, and he's just he just mastered it. But still, like, I mean, I guess it sounds good. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. That's fucking wild. All right, there it is. Fucking one degree away from Coldplay, this insane band from Japan. Oy. But Robert's worst and least favorite. Uh, long. It's too long for this kind of band, but it, <laughs> it still has plenty of good moments, but a little, little redundant and uh, some, some dips, some dips here and there. But we have a few more, baby. A few more. Y'all ready? I'm ready. Okay. This this one's easy. This is easy. This came out June 6, 2008. Uh, wait, how big of a gap is that? No, it's only two years. It's only two years. All right. 2008. Yeah. This is Kian or High Spirits. Those chokes are crisp. Yeah, they are. I'm excited for this to start. Metallica wishes they were this good. They finally blast. They're finally blasting. I caught me off guard. One of the best openers. About Twilight Zone. Oh, dude, yeah. Now some Tourette's by Nirvana. Uh, I thought, uh, I don't know if it's this one or a different one. It's kind of making me think of like Psycho Head Blowout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great album, great album. You think of the uh, White Zombie album. Yep. (laughs) It does a lot, it, it does sound like that. Fuck. Oh, I love this. I'm so glad they leaned into the blasting. Fantastic opener. Bass personal favorite. 
almost almost gave this one as well. This, this one is, stole me, yeah. stole my heart. Love it. Uh, Real good. So goddamn good. The, oh my god. The most metal. Yep. It, it's, it's the most metal. And especially following the last two albums, I was expecting more. I was expecting more kookiness. Mm-hmm. Not this level of fury. Yes. It almost sounds like a, there's a different singer on this album. Like yeah. somebody, I was like, there's so, so a new voice on here, but I don't know like who it is or what. But yeah, this, especially listening to this and then listening to the very first release, oh. it's like, all oh, it sounds like a different band. It's funny because like we listen to them all, all the way in a, uh, all in a row. It's like, yeah, they're a crazy band. They're just, they're just doing more crazy stuff. But if you, if you, yeah, go to the last and the first, like they did grow and change. Yeah. Yeah. It's like actually subtle, but the changes are a lot bigger than you'd probably think on the surface. Yeah. I mean, what, what don't I love here? The uh, track two, Gez, Geshoku or something. Uh, I mean, some of the coolest shit they've ever done. The bass is back, baby. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Like, super tight, really evil. Angry. Like, the, the mo- more evil riffs than ever before on this album. But also, there's, like, surf rock. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, and they do dabble with that uh, from time to time. Yes. It's nice, cool surf guitar solos. I didn't really realize how... Um, ugly the guitar chords were because yeah. they fit so well <laughs> if you isolate any instrument it's nonsense it's like wrong it's just wrong this whole album is just wrong notes everywhere yeah. and it's beautiful yeah. Every, the, that's just, this is like a this is so it's my favorite it's my what i think is the best and it's because of what i was saying earlier about how this is a special band like these three girls together are this is why they're good because you take one out, you take one of these things out and you isolate it or you replace it. It's fucking annoying and weird and like, but together it's just it's beautiful chaos. Especially, I mean, I keep talking about the guitars, but it's like, if like, say somebody didn't like the way the guitar sounded in the beginning. So it's like, oh, well, let's change and get a different guitar player. Mm-hmm. That'd be a big mistake because the guitars changed so much yep. throughout their, like their arc or whatever yep. you call it. Um, for me, this one, um, you know, listening to everything in order, the fatigue set in, uh-huh. and, and it sounded like, well, it just sounds like another Bleach album. Yeah. So I had to, like, just give it a rest and then start off with the later albums mm-hmm. first. And this one really hit me um, with, uh, what was it, uh, Cycle Caravan. That was the one that oh. really, like, hit me. Yeah. To me... I don't know if you guys could hear it. Vocals aside, that could be like an early Brainiac song. Y- yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did think it's funny that uh, this is like the, you know, more heavy album. And then I would expect a, a song called Psycho Caravan to be real psycho. But it's it's taming comparison, which is is fine it's still a yeah. good track it's one of the breather songs kind of it is i mean it's really interesting it, it has these, these twisted absolutely hideous riffs with pretty melodic vocals on top and then it goes into the, uh, several like really anthemic sing-along sections that all feel pretty good um it's like it's an odd one I, like arpeggiated like haunting guitar lines yeah you know, like. it it's i mean it's fitting of the title but on first listen it definitely sticks out uh but i liked it a lot more the more more i heard it um yeah it's a it's a grower too what else fucking um and go sigh man i you bring me some evil clean sections i'm yours oh it's so cool it's crazy to do like that that beef heart guitar with like 
heaviness. It feels great. And, and also it's really good for pacing because I mean, the first three tracks are a, a gauntlet of just loud and fast. And that one cleans it up a little bit. And then uh, around a minute in, it switches into this um, really chaotic waltz. Uh, yeah. And, and this album, I think several times, it, like it'll switch time signatures right in the middle of it. It feels like the most, not proggy, but a little bit. Yeah. They don't, they, I don't know. I don't. I never noticed too many time signature changes before this. Um, I don't know if it has time signature changes, but I will say pastel colors got some some more math rock stuff going on there, and it's awesome. Man, that is. It's just a constant stream of wrong notes. Yeah, it's, it's almost like a Dillinger thing. Where yeah, just. Let's just do all the wrong notes super fast <laughs> and very loud, and put cute vocals on top of it. Yeah. I the some of the wackiest vocals yeah, ever on that song. Yeah. Well, in the whole out of their whole of all their albums, yeah, says, yeah. So it contrasts a lot more. I think that's what makes these songs so fucking fascinating. It's like you could throw some death metal growler on there, and they'll still be, it'll still be cool, but it won't you won't remember it as much. Like it's fucking weird. Well, what I liked was uh, the second track where they do like this break, and, and it's the kind of thing that from them you'd expect like a growl to come in, mm-hmm. but instead they do this like. <laughs> it's so creative like you you can't you unpredictable you you'll never predict it accurately yeah, I'm, well i'm glad somebody picked this one because i i thought like well i didn't pick it but it's gonna get overlooked or something absolutely not i mean this one it it um kind of the opposite of you it perked me back up it brought me back into it mm-hmm. I, like after the last one i was like oh okay uh, they're cool i can definitely pick from the first handful the best i have no problem with that and this comes on and just changes my day uh I mean, every, it, every goddamn song on here. Gah. It does do things to make it seem unique, even amongst the chaos that is this band. So oh, it, does, actually, it does really like stand out. The, what did especially did that for me is the second to last track. Rakushite Kantan Fushiai Fushi. I have to see it. I to write it down. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, that one. <laughs> That one, that one, it's like deranged cow punk with psycho vocals, which I don't, I can't think of another song where they, they use that cow punk beat before. And it's like, just, yeah, you didn't even think that like something like that would make that big of a difference. Like you think at this point in the discography, they've done everything, at least drum wise. Nope. It's like, no, there it is. A cow punk song, but done their way, which is fucking pretty crazy. Uh, and then the, the closer is probably the grooviest song on, on here. It's the funkiest thing on here. Yeah, for sure. A band that's dabbled in wackiness, the wackiest song on, on this extra serious yeah this is like the yeah i guess album you, this would be considered like a more serious too um just look at that cover i love the cover it's amazing yeah it's actually it's is like it a, my favorite cover kind of cinematic i th- i think it I might think be my favorite is, cover yeah yeah it reminds me of like a korean horror movie yeah fuck yeah dude this all rules <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> i got no complaints no the same here yeah my best personal favorite unanimously we all like it a whole bunch and if you like this kind of music, you will like this album. But we got one more, one more. Hell yeah. Y'all ready? I'm ready. It's been a fun journey. This came out July 7th, 2009. This is Bleachstone. <laughs> 
Oh, that refrain. That what? That refrain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those drums are like trash cans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This might be like the heaviest opener, like slower, heavier. Yeah, I don't think I've ever done a song like this. Opa, yeah, most Jesus lizard. Yep. Yeah, this uh, you know, like Psycho Caravan on the other one for me. Yep. Like with this one, it was like the opening track. Like, oh, this is my kind of music. Oh yeah. This is twisted. This is fucked up. I love the drum sound. Like, yep. God, that song fucking rules. Yeah, that drum sound. I mean, this is one distorted ass album. Uh, worst, least favorite. Best album. Man, okay. How does this keep fucking happening? <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. We can it. agree on a band so, so like, top to bottom, <laughs> a full episode, and still, and still. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm drooling all over myself. Uh, I guess. Yeah, how the- is it the worst? Yeah, this stuck with me the less. I this you mean the least or the least. Sorry. Um, the other albums, I was like, there's always like something I can cling on to, and at this point, it didn't really say feel to me like they're saying uh, anything new. Uh, but I still think it's a good album. I, I did. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I said it earlier. I don't think they've done a a bad recording but yeah this this happens to be the one i would at the bottom of my list and why is it the best this is the best because um it's got the full package for me for Mm. what would be a best album uh the songs the the um What's, what's that's it just the songs and we're done. I, songs, it's the it band. is music what, yeah. where the band is yeah like they feel um i think since you could probably say from the you know the long title one that yeah. they're like pretty tight but especially from the previous one kian to this one yeah. they're just like on it they're at the top of their oh game. yeah 100 and um the sound the sound the, the sound. songs the the pacing of it mm-hmm. um it's like i love the first song um if I like the first song that much, I'm going to keep going back to the album. I didn't know that this was going to be the best because mm-hmm. it seemed kind of like on equal footing with Kian. Yeah. But, um, you know, see, I can't really remember the second track that much unless I hear it. But once it goes into the third track, it's like, oh, it's back in. This is like what a good album is. Like, uh-huh. It's just, it keeps it up. And it's like, what, 26 minutes it's long? very brief. It's so short. Yeah. 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 And, um, that's pretty much it. It reminds me of like um, this uh, album by this other group called Sushi Mamire that might have came out the same year. And that was also like a stripped down kind of raw mm-hmm. um, album for them where it's like, you know, one of the signs of a great album is, you know, you think you're on track three or four, but you're really on track five or six. Yeah, it's just yeah. going by so smoothly. Yeah. Like that's, this is it for me. Oh wow! I mean, that's I mean, it's still as good as everything else. Um, the, it wasn't. I mean, I loved uh, Ken so much that it wasn't that difficult. But this one, I was like fully content with this being like, all right, you can suck now. Like, I don't mind. I'm. I have my thing. I'm good. I'm happy. <laughs> this even this was like, 
God damn, that's good. That's damn good. <laughs> when I first heard it, I was like, well, they kind of just like left on a whatever note. They just turned out another album. Um, I was hoping that they would pull it together in the end. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know, like it just clicked. Suddenly mm. it clicked like I got it. The only, th I have one problem with this album and that is the closer. And it's, it's like one of their least interesting, I found it to be one of their least interesting songs. Uh, it's just like a straightforward generic punk song. Or is it sooner? Gotta, gotta die. Oh, nine. Well, they put it at the perfect point in the, <laughs> yes. And that's like when you're nitpicking, I guess like, all right, well, there's one thing I don't like. Whereas all these other albums, I liked every single thing on there. That's like the only, I don't know, the actual only low point I can, can name, but, uh, songs like, uh, night of the living wood, which, could almost qualify as metal. It's like metal surf with the occasional ska guitar. Uh, it's pretty rad. What's that, which number is it? Three. Uh, three? three? That's yeah. their most. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, when I was like. That's their most system of a down song. Ah, not bad. Not yeah. bad. <laughs> Bring Serge on. If there's some sort of reunion album. Oh, man. I just <laughs> Serge singing these songs. <laughs> Probably be amazing. <laughs> at least be entertaining or if they were Serge's backing band I want to hear <laughs> I want to hear lots of things actually but. I would love to hear that yeah. oh shit um, what else we got the here? sixth track I, I just love the way it just builds um, it starts off really cute and weird poppy and then, yeah. then it gets into like weirder guitar lines and then the chorus is just like growling with a bass chord fucking like, new metal city on that <laughs> oh i love it it's that, so cool that is my favorite guitar playing on this on this album track six uh that's the, the only song where i literally wrote that the vocals could be classified as corn ish <laughs> and did you capitalize the r when you wrote that i didn't i fucked up <laughs> damn damn <laughs> I would try. I try to use the fucking Russian backwards oh, R yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that song rules. Inca Rose. Also, the song titles here are bizarre. They're a mix of English and Japanese, but the syntax is all strange, and the you know capitalization is very odd. Uh, Inca Rose. I could. I, I said it about this song, but I can kind of say it about a lot of songs. It's basically a musical panic attack, where like you get this one really paranoid line and then these pretty vocals on top of it. And it's just, it's just conflicting core emotions happening at once. And it's just, it's twisted. It's, it's why I love it. That's, uh, that's what I liked about it though. It felt like, like more emotional than some of the others. Yeah. Yeah. It's bizarre, but I really do love blending all that shit. Complex Ningen. Uh, I mean, that's, we're back with some crazy slap bass. Uh, that kind of has like a, a sleazy vibe. I can't exactly. I know what you're talking about. It's like a, almost like a bar rock. Yeah. yeah. Apparently is from one minute to one minute and 30 seconds for some reason. <laughs> I think I remember which part that is though. It's, good, like, it's a good 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's good ass 30 seconds there, brother. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't love it. I don't love all of it, but I find it to be pretty novel. It kind of keeps things interesting, keeps things moving. I would have been fine if it ended there, honestly. Although it's so short, I don't even mind the the, the last track so much. It's just it's been fucking rules, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, dude. Uh, but Robert's best and Alex's worst and least, least favorite. favorite. <laughs> because we have to disagree somewhere. Uh, 
And yeah, that's it. They fucking broke up. Don't know why. I'm sure it was for good reasons. Uh, Maya went on to form 385, and they released two albums in 2010 and 2013, and that's it. Radio Silence, and then kind of guessed it on a J-pop album by, was it I? I? I don't know who that is. Uh, in 2017, and that's it. That's that, that they're, They have disappeared. I'm sure they're back working, uh, working or cosmetology or whatever it was that they, that they were doing before they formed the band. Hope they're doing well. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they'll get back together. It doesn't seem that unlikely. There's been some other bands from around that time that broke up and mm-hmm. got back together. Yeah. I don't know what the demand is like. That's what I'm more wondering Elsewhere about. Elsewhere in the yeah. world. But, yeah. What's uh, the demand of this band? America can't be. Can't. America probably thought would have been the only other place besides Japan where. Yeah. I don't know too much of I get, Europe's interest. Yeah. In I guess it's also from a scene I don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. So. Well, whoever requested it. Um, wonder how they kind of was, was it you under an an alias? No, I, I probably would have requested more Joe Kimakina. Damn, this. Well, I would have uh, at some point. Yeah, it's hard hard to just narrow it down. Yeah. Um, X Girl would be a good one. X. Yep. Yep. Y- you know who I remember them from from your your days. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. It's actually like. If I hear one song, I'm sure it's going to be like way back into 15, 20 years ago. Mike Patton and Joe Biafra agree. Really? Well, they put out their last two albums. Wait, when did those come out? Um, I think 2001 and 2004. That is not recent. Holy shit. (laughs) But they got back together again, too. Okay. Uh, Off air, this guy said he stopped watching movies after 2005. So that is recent. (laughs) Well, (laughs) music-wise... No, yeah. Uh, Everything just sort of started in 2005. That was the peak of all art. He just decided (laughs) this is the year. It's just... uh, I got to catch up on my cinema compared to my music. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Well, this, Fair enough. This having some fun. <laughs> having some fun here. Uh, just like Bleach. Just fun. so fun. So uh, I guess that's, that's about does it. Thank you for hanging out. Let's do a little recap. Uh, let's just start right off with you. Uh, personal favorite is going to be Otoko Ichoku-sen. That kind of set the template. Template, whatever. and. Okay, okay, you just said this long ass Japanese word, and you're like Temp- template, template. Yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. America, sorry. America. <laughs> Speaking is hard, no matter what language it is. <laughs> it is yeah, <laughs> kind of. Um, Worsley's favorite. Oh gosh, you know the title. Uh, Slobbers even to. Just do the fucking American name. The head that controls both right and left sides eats the blah, blah, yeah. yeah. Something about meat and slobbers even today. Even today, slobbers. Yeah, even today. Uh, Worst, least favorite. Um, Probably, I'm probably not appreciating the depth of it. Uh, It just took a little bit more. uh, Just took more out of me to appreciate. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know, so not a bad album by any means. The best sounding up to that point. And best album is going to be Bleach Stone. Uh, it's got all the hallmarks of a great album. And uh, 
That's about it. About nothing. A lot of distortion, like <laughs> like uh, trash can drums. Didn't even really mention like that is probably I think their most distorted album. Yeah, yeah, it's so distorted. It's warm, you know. Makes you think of like rain and sadness. And <laughs> yeah. Blood. Who doesn't like that? And bleach and stones. Yeah, bleach and stones. Alex. Uh nice and tidy. Uh, best personal favorite: Queen of Nudity, front to back. Slaps. Uh, worst least favorite. Bleach Stone. Didn't have much new to say, at least to me. You didn't like the warm, sad rain, distorted <laughs> feelings. Like that the trash can drums. Didn't like. Tra- <laughs> guess he doesn't like trash can jumps. I do not. For me, uh, Bleach. Worst least favorite, and uh, it is just a uh, wild swings, and I didn't. I don't necessarily like how they did it, and then they abandoned that type of experimentation so i feel like maybe they didn't like it either just a hunch uh yeah just this is the worst paced and uh most uneven it's still a decent album though uh and kian or high spirits whatever just just beautifully metal and not even metal it's just what these like, people do what as these metal. Three girls yeah. from okinawa do. yeah and it's it's incredible it's fucking they're blasting on there and it's so good <laughs> i just love it i just love it they're blasting in there jerry <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and watching and hanging out. Thank you so much to Adrian for hanging with us this whole time and requesting this and being cool and patient while we took our sweet time doing it. If you want to support us just like he did, please go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash every album ever. We have some bonus episodes. We get to see our, you get to see our schedule in advance. You get to vote on our polls to decide who we cover next. You get to join our Discord and be a part of our community. And that's where we also pick out our EA singles episodes. And if you're tier two, and you can suggest a full discography just like Adrian. So please go there. Do that. Thank you. Follow me on all social media at PanderMonkey and Alex and Instagram at Every Album Alex. And Robert. Uh, Instagram, hoodpass.wick, uh, NTS Radio, the Athenian Marketplace. If you want to hear stuff like Bleach and anything uh, along those lines. Wild stuff. Wild stuff. Uh and don't forget to follow our history guy, Tom Osmond at TomOsmondSounds.com for all things music and TomOsmond.Substack.com for all his writing on music and interviews and all that jazz. He also put out a new album with existent, non-existent called Industrial State of Mind. So check that out. Links to that in the description. Uh, and my WP, Pattern Monkey. Check that out too. Link in the description. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, my album's going to get a re-release in May. Really? If they want to get a physical copy through Contain. Yes. Well, how? I don't know yet. It's not out yet. All right. <laughs> it's like, just look out for it. I mean, you can find everything through my Instagram, my t-shirts, yeah. radio show, uh, all that jazz. And link in the description for that as well. And I think that's all the plugs. Yes. Okay. What are we, what are we ending this with? Well, I wanted to say Sheedy, but... <laughs> I'm putting hey, my foot hey, down. Hey, not Sheedy. Hey, we disagreed on the album, but we oh, agreed we on that. Sheedy. We did agree on that. Wow. We all like this band so much. Don't put on a song I don't like. What album? Oh, what, what are we all? Oh, that's on Michael's worst. <laughs> <laughs> well, what would be a song we all agree on? Yeah, that's sure. we could be here all night doing. Sure. That. Yeah. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Nils. We already Nils, put on Nils. We already no. put on some of it. We we. There's we so didn't many, agree on Neil. We did, but we we there's so many to pick from, and we already put that one on. I think we can do one that we haven't put on. Psycho Caravan. Psycho Caravan. Psycho Caravan's good. 
Yeah, I'd be down for that. All right. His heart's not in it. His heart's not in it. Oh. I, I felt it. Your heart's not in it. Because, <laughs> okay, I'm my heart is in it, but I, I think of like my heart and the collective heart of the listeners. I, I thought it would be shitty, but hey, we can do Psycho Caravan. I don't like that. I think we have to go shitty just because of that. Because I know it's I know it's what his heart wants. <laughs> I don't fucking like it. Yes. That's what you're fucking getting. So thanks for listening and watching. I'm a master of reverse psychology. See ya. <laughs>